so lame. Can't believe you're making them return all the candy. I can't believe what a bad influence you are. Who beefed in your borscht? I'm just trying to do my part, okay? Come to town unexpectedly, create tension with the brother-in-law, stir up trouble with the rugrats, and ultimately give you grief. I mean, that's what you wanted, isn't it? What happened to your accent? What happened to yours? Details are fuzzy, man. I got shot like a chump in the street for no reason at all, and next thing I know, I heard you calling me. I knew you needed me. Uncle P, guess what? They've got full-size candy bars a few blocks up. Mom, can we go? Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude. Chip off the old maximum block. You got super speed. Don't wander past Ellis Avenue lest you be torn to bits or given mutant powers or something. This is MCU spoilers. Whoa. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Spooky. That's just a theory, but I like that. This is Josh from Goshen. We are about to cover episodes five and six of WandaVision. I got a whole crew with me, so let's hurry up, knock everyone out. I told you guys this a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you remembered, but who you are, where you're recording from, and who's your least favorite Avenger? Ooh, shit. East to East. Brett, you're up. Oh, crap. I only had a couple weeks to prepare for this. Uh, this is Brett recording out of Fort Wayne. Uh, I don't know. I guess my least favorite Avenger would be... I don't know, Scarlet Witch? I don't mm-hmm. know. And that's Scarlet Witch, uh, uh, Black Widow. The fuck? What? <laughs> I'm on the wrong part. Of, no, Black Widow, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Strange pit. <laughs> I guess. Just one of the women. Yeah, one of those chicks. Superhero correspondent PK here. It's up in Indiana. I have, I don't even know who my least favorite is. You're gonna. I'm going to say it at the end of the pod. <laughs> i got to think about it. You, you sprung that on me. Ooh, what a tease. I don't know if that's how spoilers works, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> you got to rem- remind us to go back to that then, PK, if you're going to hold true to that. All Pappy, right, you're right. up. <laughs> uh, this is Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado. I wasn't supposed to be here today. I almost wasn't able to record tonight, so I had no idea who to pick. What is this, Clerks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to say... Pietro? Is he an Avenger? Yeah. Does he count? Which one? Because that's he like, does join. I I hate the name. I the name Pietro is really annoying. It's even worse when it's coming out of uh so- so- Sokovian Scarlet Witch accent. Like I really Pietro is just a very pretentious, annoying name to me. So I'm just gonna say him on that basis alone. You know why I don't like that? Why? I don't like that because uh, Pietro in the movies is played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's in Nocturnal Animals. Oh, yeah. When someone accuses me of something, that's a fucking insult. It gives me the right. When my woman accuses me of fucking somebody else, I'll go fuck somebody else. If your daughter thinks I'm a rapist, then she is, right? Oh. One of my favorite spoilers episodes ever. Because I'm not on it? Is that why? No, basically because it was an ode to best friend Drew Rockland. But, uh, Corey, you're up last, way out there on the West Coast. Yeah, this is Corey out of Simi Valley, California. Uh, you could call him Quicksilver. That's, I think, supposed to be his name, but I don't believe they ever say it in this. Maybe they will. Maybe it'll be a thing with the new Quicksilver. Um, but... I think of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, my least favorite. It's probably Avenger. Falcon. Yeah, same. I think I agree with you. He's probably the <laughs> least interesting. 
But maybe they'll do something cool with him in the show. In fact, they almost certainly will because these shows are really good so far. So that's that's uh, tentative. That's him for now until it becomes, I don't know, War Machine or something. Hmm. That's cool. It's a little bit of a downer when my question is who's your least favorite, but this is Josh <laughs> from Goshen. Like I said, my least favorite is Hawkeye. I just don't think a faux hawk works on a 50-year-old very well. I don't like Jeremy Renner. Good, Good choice. observation, man. That that needs to be talked about more. He can't just get away with that haircut and people like not bring it up. <laughs> I think that Hawkeye's, like, the way he's drawn in the comics, I just hate his corny little stupid face i just hate everything about <laughs> hawkeye for some reason but anyway let's get into wandavision hawkeye is not in wandavision yet thankfully but uh chapter or er, yeah yeah episode five we're halfway through the this nine episode series we got the 80s house the 80s hair pappy i think i kicked this to you about the pregnancy going really fast a couple episodes ago but any notes about like the twins here? This whole episode, they go from basically babies to like preteens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think we talked about it. Man, it seems like forever ago, like two, three weeks ago. Now, I asked PK if he thought that the babies would persist after the show, and they definitely, you know, will. They're they're obviously aging up quickly. Yeah, I don't know. I think in this episode, they don't really have that much of a distinct personality yet, right? And this one's a lot about Vision starting to really question why Wanj is just kind of going off doing her own thing, uh, not respecting the magic at all. Because they age up right in front of a... What's her name? Agnes. Agnes. Pretty sus. That preteen model that we get at the end of this episode maybe how they are the rest of the series, but I guess we'll see. A quick quick thing on that, actually. Yes, give us lots. <laughs> this, is an, this is the 80s episode, and um, you said they're growing up. Is this supposed to be growing pains? Like, is that... They said, I saw there was a, it's a mixture of three... Family ties. Family ties, grow, definitely growing pains. And they're, the kids are growing at a rapid rate, so that's, I guess, kind of a maybe a play on that. But I was kind of thinking they might do small wonder because, you know, Vision is an android. <laughs> they didn't go that route, it's but, the you know... worst show ever. <laughs> what? Strong feelings. That literally can't be true. Awful. It's not great. Who's cuter, Baby Groot or Baby Vision? <laughs> baby group. Baby vision yeah. is the thing of nightmares. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he came out of Willy Wonka's factory or something. <laughs> he, he has flavors. Motherfucker, you are hard to look at. <laughs> I guess this is as good a time to bring up as any, Corey. You were going off to me on the side about how they didn't include the 90s. No, that's not this episode, but we're going to tackle it now. I, see. I think it is this episode because if this is growing pains, technically that does bleed into the 90s. And I think that... I don't think everything has to be like verbatim one TV series. Like uh, episode one wasn't just like I Love Lucy and that's it. It wasn't just like the 50s and that's it. It's kind of like these wide... They told us in the show that it was going, uh, moving up between decades each episode. So that's something that they said in the show. Just explain why your butt hurt, for lack of a better word. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like to me... They skipped the 90s. I agree. And I ain't having that shit, man. I ain't having them skipping the 90s. Very (laughs) annoying to me. Yeah, the episode six felt very early 2000s. I agree. And I've been arguing with people on the internet, which is always a good idea, about whether (laughs) or not that is a 90s episode. 
And for some yeah. reason, younger people well, it just seem depends to... on when Malcolm in the Middle came out, because it's right. straight up Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle came out in 2000. Like, I'm with you. Right. skipped right over the 90s. That's not the 90s. And then the argument that people have clung to is that it was mm. conceived in the 90s. That's so stupid. <laughs> but it's not even... If, if you would say 90s sitcom, let's play the Family Feud game. Mike, Malcolm in the Middle wouldn't be in the top five that you would name, 100. I don't think. Right. It wouldn't qualify at all. Like, even you wouldn't even think you'd, But your mind doesn't go there. Like, what, Seinfeld? Fred, probably? Seinfeld, Frasier. Like, yeah. there's a billion other things you'd go to over that. The 90s was the decade of, like, edge, especially with comic books. But I think it would have been funny to have a little bit of edgy of a sitcom, like Married with Children, like, where they sit on the couch and they face the camera, maybe. At least just have like some of that aesthetic, but I, I don't know. We'll talk about more about that episode in a moment, I'm sure. I guess. I'm kind of against this whole argument because I think we should give them more creative freedom to go in broad swaths and just kind of touch Ugh. on pop culture stuff. But, but Corey, I feel like 90s show that we're not talking about here is Full House. And what a great meta moment they could have used Elizabeth Olsen as, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's sister right right that was one of the three shows by the way i looked it up uh that they did the theme thing to it's full house growing pains and family ties there was a couple shots from the the intro that were like very simpler similar to full house shots and the intro scene like when it has the title card of wandavision that font i haven't seen this anywhere this is my own observation it looks like the mr belvedere font guys remember that old piece of shit show older than yeah that's, that's older than the 80s though right that's like 60s, isn't it? No, I'm pretty sure that's an 80s show. 85, you're right. Wait, what's Mr. Belvedere? What's it about? Butler. What kind of? A British butler, I think. How, how the hell do you recognize a British font from 50 years ago? Like, <laughs> you some sort of graphic designer or something? Are you the real pappy here? <laughs> Did you watch that back in the day? I mean, it's not exactly, but I just got the vibes. Can we get back to the growing of the kids really fast? Because I wanted to say, like, we kind of skipped over uh, Agnes coming in. And she does something weird like, yeah, Auntie Agnes is here. And oh, yeah. Vision's like, no, we we got this. And then she does something weird where she, like, it's like a, like she's actually on a set. She's like, wait, do you want to, like, you want to do that again? Double take, yeah. And she's like, they're all weirded out. And she starts being real weird. And then she just snaps back into character and... Eventually, she says a line, like, after they grow up, like, yeah, kids, you, you can't control them. And I think that's, like, a sign of, you know, want, that's something that Wanda actually can't control in the world or in the, the hex, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Her kids or her brother, apparently. Quote, quote, unquote, brother. Or vision. We'll get to that, because I don't, I'm, I have theories about that. I don't think, I don't think it's actually her brother. Corey, let's go back to you because Captain Rambo does get a chance to show her quality again in this episode. <laughs> I guess my main question here is like, there's a little like one-off about her DNA not scanning or something. If you want to talk about that and maybe just a brief rundown of what's happening kind of outside of the hex here. So when she is ejected, they do have a quick mention that like her DNA scan or whatever is something going on with it. It's still under review or whatever it is. Later, we find out that being ejected from the hex and also entering it before that. So like she's the only one that actually went in and then was shot out. That is like changing her a little bit. And that's probably going to be the tie in that uh, PK has mentioned in previous episodes about her being a superhero. I know almost nothing about her character, so I won't go too heavily into that. Um, But at this point in the series, they're still trying to investigate and 
the leader of sword that the villain so far or one one of the villains wanda's another villain he gets confronted by wanda and that scene is pretty cool like she actually just like walks out with the drone that he sent in to just like fire on her and uh it's pretty cool like her her power level or whatever you however you want to describe it is like uh, reached a whole new point she can just like mind control people like on a whim now you know she gets all the soldiers to turn their guns on the sword leader which is like a pretty uh, memorable and cool moment of this episode that was that was such a magneto move yeah for sure hey good point i don't want to harp on this but this whole time i've been watching this show being like man why was Scarlet Witch and Vision, not my favorite Avengers. Why did I not like them? And honestly, I think I really hate the Sokovian accent. I don't, I don't even blame Elizabeth Olsen for like her performance in any way. To me, it's just got this like uncanny valley of language thing going on, right? Where it sounds kind of Russian, but it's like someone doing a really horrible Russian accent. It's like, a super generic Eastern European accent. Not very good. It's very... It's inconsistent. Like, I really don't like it. But I'm pretty sure it was gone by, like, Infinity War. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. People make references about it. But that's even weird. That's what's so weird about it, too. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get a little bit more to that in Episode 6, actually, as it's brought up specifically. But uh, we flash back from Rambo. You know, they're, like, trying to do the whole mission thing, find out what's going on inside the hex. And we pop back into the hex, and one of my favorite scenes from this episode pk is vision in the office with his workmate do you recall this one real uncanny valley stuff oh yeah see how we're in the 80s so they have like computers now and they get in good ones. electronic mail <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's <laughs> it's actually mom. from uh darcy i think or sword or something and it's basically like exp- like kind of I don't remember exactly what it says, but yeah, all the people start reading it at the same time, and it's really creepy. And uh, Vision actually like touches the guy's head and snaps him out of the trance, and he immediately starts freaking out like, "Please, please help me! What day is it? How long has it been? Where's my phone? I have to call my sister." No. He's taking care of our dad. He's sick. Where's my phone? Calm yourself, Norm. I can't understand what you're trying to tell me. You have to stop her. Stop who? She's in my head. None of it is my own. It hurts. It hurts so much. Just make her stop. Just make her stop! The whole time you're thinking he's talking about Wanda, which he probably is, but he actually never says Wanda. I think Agnes is still playing like a weird role in the whole thing and didn't Rambo didn't Monica Rambo say that yeah Geraldine didn't she say it's all Wanda yeah but that's what I mean it could be but she might not know yeah there's they're still investigating but anyways like it's super weird and then Vision snaps and right back and whoever that actor was played that off so well like he went from like hysterical terrified to just right back into the conversation that he was having with him before and it was super cool everybody's being mind controlled and it's kind of like they're still conscious like they they know what's going on but they don't have any control over it Pappy you almost had to work through this pod tonight mm. is this what I did is this what having a big boy job feels like like you can't control your own brain it hurts someone else is forcing you to think about stuff at all times <laughs> 
I mean, my coworkers don't have as positive reaction when I read their emails out loud <laughs> in the office over their shoulders. So I don't. It's not a hundred percent accurate, but yeah, I don't know. This is a very memorable scene. Just in the sense of like, I don't know. It's good to get the veil lifted, right? And honestly, I, I wish this episode and the next episode had more in the 80s world and like was revealing information that way i'm not a big of a fan of when we're bouncing out to like Same. the sword stuff this is like my two my least uh my least favorite two episode arc but i mean it's only because like you said it took me out of my reverie of all these great time periods and and we're getting into real stuff which is probably better in the long run but i'm with you it's like i wanted to see more 80s i wanted to see some 90s but you know Brett, PK kind of mentioned the Magneto-esque gun reversal move, but can you break down that scene where Wanda comes out of the hex? She gives her warning and kind of storms off, but fill us in, like, what happens there? They try to blow her up, weirdly, and then she kind of just goes right through the hex. Later in the next episode, it's not really that easy to get through the hex. She just comes out and has all these green lasers on her from all these military rifles and stuff, and she's like, Basically, why don't do that again, right? I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think she just threatens them, and then all the guns turn on. Uh, what's his face? Tyler Hayward? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Someone referenced the Magneto from the X Men, which is 20, 21 years ago. So I don't think we get a lot of information from her, do we, Josh? This kind of comes back to my theory about the last episode, where you know the cops that were like saying like Westview doesn't exist, like we're from Eastview, like. She obviously can control people on the outside. Maybe it's just because she was on the outside at that moment, too. But um, I think it's important to note that, like, you know, she saw Geraldine as a threat when she kicked her out. But she also, like, she was trying to help in this moment. And that she didn't point any of the lasers or the guns at her. So I think that's, like, she's, she, she knows who the true bad guy is. She knows that Monica's somewhat of an ally. She's the true bad guy. <laughs> it certainly seems like it here, right, Corey? Like, how can you stand up for this being someone else controlling Wanda when she's on the outside of the hex, threatening people to leave her hex alone? Like, that seems pretty clear, right? In my opinion, I think it should be Wanda. That is the villain of this series, but it's not going to be Wanda. It's going to be Kit Fisto or whoever the fuck people keep talking Meph- about. Meph- Mephisto. Yeah, the Jedi. Josh, I, I don't know. You read all the stuff. Like, I think Agnes is going to be a big part. I know PK said that a long time ago, but most people think that she's Agatha Harkness, who's a really powerful witch. She's the only one besides Wanda and her family that's not that doesn't belong in that town. So she could be controlling her. She does in the uh, comics, I thought, but I guess we'll find out. There is definitely going to be another force. Like that is almost certain. I think it would be a better choice, though, just to have Wanda kind of revert back to being a villain as she started out in the MCU. Yeah, that Agatha girl is, like, super-duper old in the comics, too, but she yeah. could be hiding her, you know, appearance somehow or whatever. I, I kind of agree with you, Corey. I'd like to think that maybe she almost, like, worked with someone bad, and it'd be, like, arguable. I hope it's not just, like, she's going to be in a mental institution at the end. <laughs> I said, said that, that on a, you, yeah, I know. Yeah. Corey said that wasn't going to happen, so hopefully that's still the case. Well, before we get out of episode five, almost out, but there's a huge event. Wanda and Vision, 
you know, this is to me, I thought this would be episode eight, nine stuff, but guys, they kind of fight here and Wanda just forces the episode to close. It's nuts. Yeah. Vision's kind of cracking down on her. You can't be doing this in front of Agnes. You can't be, you're just like letting yourself go. And she, he's basically like, you can't control me like everybody else. And she's like, can't I? Can't I? And then the, the credits start to roll, and he's just like, nah, fuck that. They go into the other room, and they start arguing, and he, he basically is like, I don't remember who I was before this, and, and all this stuff. And he starts flying, and they start yelling, and they both start flying, and it's just super intense. And then... He yeah. gets his Emmy moment. Yeah. You don't get to make that choice for me, Wanda! <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's just, he's very skeptical of uh, Agnes, and... You know, she's controlling the whole world and, and they're sitting on the couch. Like They finally kind of calm down and she's she's trying to talk him out of it. And all of a sudden the doorbell rings and she's like, he's just like, God damn it. And she's like, I, I didn't do that. And then who pops into the frame? Pietro. Peter slash Pietro. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, are you saying that ironically, though, about his Emmy moment? Because I actually think Paul Bettany is like, I love him in this. I think he's awesome. No, I really like that moment, actually, and I'm glad he got to have it. Uh, it did remind me of The Room, like you're tearing me apart, Lisa, but like if it was done right, like that's that's what Tommy Wiseau wanted his scene to be like, you know, in his mind. <laughs> that's the way it was. <laughs> I met that dude in L.A. It was awesome. You are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. Hey, y'all. Josh here. I wanted to let you all know Brett started using Podcorn a couple months ago. It's a marketplace that connects pods like ours to sponsorship opportunities. Podcorn has made us feel compensated and more protected than the townsfolk hold up in Helm's Deep. A huge plus for Podcorn is that they've really streamlined the process of looking for advertisers. All the sponsorship opportunities are listed in one place and you can favorite and mark sponsors that you think will fit your vibe. Probably the best part about Podcorn is there are no intermediaries. Whether your pod is as tiny as Baby Yoda, Grogu, or as massive as Galactus, you can browse and choose opportunities, set your own rates, and collaborate with brands directly. Podcorn is designed to give transparency, creative freedom, and full control of monetization. So, spoilers gives Podcorn a Vigo Mortensen yes for sponsoring this episode. Click the link in our show notes for more info on Podcorn. What is outside of Westview? You don't want to know, I promise you. You don't get to make that choice for me, Wanda! I love the way he like flies, too. Him and Wanda kind of both rise up in the living room. And... Someone who reads more comics than me, which is just about everybody, is that like a callback to the comics, the way they are in the air with the knee forward? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. It looked really unnatural. I didn't know if that was like a homage to how they would fly in comic books or... It does look like that. Honestly, it was probably because they wanted to do it like legit and they're on wires and it was probably like a balance type thing, but it could be, yeah, like it could be their, more of like their comic form. Well, I took it as like how they would do that kind of thing in an 80s sitcom. If they made someone fly, the wire work would look exactly like that. Just like in the 50s episode, like when Wanda puts the plate back together, it just plays the clip in reverse like that's how they would do that effect at the time it reminds me of like that 90s x-men animated when storm would just be in the air she's always kind of like got her leg kind of like that i don't know yeah it's true that's a good point though brett i love it it was a good chuck freebie segue that speaking of the (laughs) x-men yeah i don't really watch those x-men movies but 
I will tell you, I love whoever this guy is playing the new Pietro. Let's get into episode six. Well, I just want to talk about the style of it a little bit. Uh, so it is a 2000 sitcom, at least that's what it feels like. It's very Malcolm in the Middle. We've talked about that. Oh, boy. Um, the way it's edited, it like, perfectly represents that. Despite my like feelings about you know the decade choice, it does represent it very well. And it has the kids like talking to the camera. And there's a lot of like fast-paced editing and like tracking shots. And there's no live audience. And uh, quick cuts, and you know, it's very much of the time. It even shows them playing DDR, and that's pretty cool. But it's the uh, much-anticipated episode where we get to see the comic-accurate costumes. This wasn't a trailer, so a lot of people were, like, looking forward to seeing this, and, you know, I I count myself as one of those people. Um, Since it's Halloween, Wanda's wearing her Scarlet Witch outfit, and Mm. Vision is wearing his... Green Vision outfit, but I think the the contrivance is that he's a luchador wrestler. I think this is the way they explain that. Yeah. So it, it's that's pretty fun. I think. Well, it's the only thing in his closet. And even the kid before before the Quicksilver outfit, the uh, Billy or Tom Tommy, um, he's got the red cape and like a blue headband, which is kind of like what his outfit looks like when he's more of a grown up in the comics. Billy. Yeah, Wiccan. Yeah. Lincoln and speed. Yep. Yeah, so Pappy, that's the setup. Why don't you take us down one of these routes, though, which would choose your own adventure. Vision goes off to search for the edge of the hex, the edge of the Truman Show, or Wanda and Pietro and the kids go Halloween trick-or-treating. I'll do the uh, Halloween trick-or-treating one, because I, I don't know. It, it felt I love seeing like the kids in the town. You know what I mean? Like It was cool to see like a more fleshed-out like people in costume. Like Halloween movies always slap from karate kid to et it's just fun to see people in costume on screen and stuff but um one of the weird things starts happening like did you guys get the sense of that so this guy comes up while pietro slash quicksilver and the kids are like wreaking havoc on the town kick ass oh hey curve oh hey how's patrol going uh quiet so far hold up Say again? All the candy has disappeared. And now all the jack-o'-lanterns have been smashed. And now everyone's covered in silly string? Sorry, Wanda, I gotta bounce. Well, maybe Vision can help you out. (laughs) Vision? Oh, he's not on duty. No, I... I thought he... Is there something I can do for you, Wanda? Do you want something changed? No. It's fine. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Peace. Do you guys get the sense that he was, like, calling the shots for, like, what's happening? He's, like, this big, like, Frankenstein-looking guy. He's got, like, an earpiece. And, like, he's saying things, but, like, he says, says them, like, right before they happen. You know what I mean? He's like... Yeah. They smashed all the pumpkins, and then they smash up the pumpkins, and then like they stole all the candy, and then they steal all the candy. Eddie's got this like weird like sign off where he's like, "Let me know if you need anything changed, Wanda," or something like that. It's very strange. The description of what's happening is because they're running around town 
so fast like it's probably happening in different parts of town at the time or like and then like by the time you see it it's like happening right there but it's like i think it's just because they're doing all that so fast and then yeah they make the comment okay but there's what about that line where he goes do you want anything changed i think it's part of the script thing the angle like what agnes did well it's about vision because you know he she says like he's part of the neighborhood watch and he's like oh he's not on duty today that could be i don't know i got the sense that he might be in on it but maybe i'm way off i don't know because that was the same guy that was cutting the the, the yeah. limbs on the, the last episode herb it's interesting to note because that does echo pretty much exactly what agnes said last episode like do you want me to retake that from the top it's kind of do you want me to change the scene it's kind of what mm-hmm. he said well i'm not even sure like not to jump ahead either like i'm not even sure like what like is agnes full-on bad they all think she's bad i think I think we're sh- we are shown she's just in the car trapped. I don't know why I wouldn't believe her. I never said I thought she was. I think bad. she's playing Vision to like get Vision to know like what's going on. Basically, make Vision think it's all Wanda because hmm. I think they don't want to deal with Vision or something like that. But I think <laughs> yeah. she's throwing everybody for a loop right now. So she's powerful enough to like resist Vision's like zap or whatever. Yeah, he does right. I think so because that would have done something. Uh. But Brett, what were you saying? I honestly just couldn't hear you. No, sorry. Right. I was just saying I wasn't necessarily saying she was bad or not. I just think that she is going to end up being that Agatha Harkness. So I, whether she's bad or not, I think she's powerful and has something to do with this. I don't necessarily think she's a villain. I mean, she could be, but I'm just saying I think that she's not who she appears to be. Obviously, I mentioned before that she, you know, she she keeps like referencing her husband Ralph. It's like nobody's ever seen this dude. I think he's got something to do with what's really going on. And we kind of skipped over it last episode, the, the whole storyline with the dog and how oh, yeah. he was found dead in like her yard. I think the dog was snooping around and found something or got too close to what Agnes was doing or like learning something or something like discovering something. And that's how he ended up dying. But I could be on a stretch there, but yeah. If the dog is somehow like Wanda's subconscious protector guard dog, then if Agnes was a real person trying to escape, it would benefit her to kill or dispose of the guard dog. So there's still like room for theory that she's a normal person who's kidnapped, I, I guess. She talks about a rabbit, Mr. Scratch, that she has, which is apparently like the name of someone that's connected to that Agatha character in the comics. Her, set. her so, son is Nicholas Scratch. There it is. Good job, Brett. But yeah, so I saw that in What the does video. it mean? was not smart enough to put it together on my own. <laughs> Plus, she, she's uh, wrapped in this whole Scarlet Witch storyline with Mephisto, and if we think that's where they're going to go, then I think Mephisto, excuse me, then I mean, technically, Billy and William or whatever are like spawn of Mephisto and he calls him back and yeah so but I don't know how much they're going to get into yeah. that I mean we can speculate all, so. on another little easter egg at one point they walked by a movie theater and I paused it because I wanted to see the movies on the marquee uh, one The Incredibles is one right? Time. Yeah The Incredibles is one which I think is pretty obvious because they get super powered kids and the family kind of thing and then the parent trap is the other one which leads me to believe there's something suspicious going on with the kids uh, like Brett was saying uh, yeah, it's a little dangerous to 
look at the comics and take all For the sure. my fister stuff at face value. <laughs> the spawn of my fister. Like I'll yeah. always point back to the fact that Thanos in the comics was just a straight up simp. Yeah. It, but in the movies, his motivation is like so much better and cooler. So, you know, I hope that they continue doing that. Like take what's, what works and then improve on it. But got to finish out this section because I, yes, I'm not joking. Pietro here. His mannerisms and like jokey Steve Harrington attitude, I love it, and it plays so well like against the real hard conversations they have. But can you kind of did you note any of those like really frank convos they had? There's like two or three of them. The one that stands out to me uh, is back a little bit, I guess, in the episode when she's coming down the stairs and everyone's like very impressed by her costume, and he kind of like shits on it. And there's like a flashback to them and young, when they were young in Sokovia, uh, and they were getting fish when they were going trick-or-treating, and there's some like debate if that was real or, or not in like Wanda's head, but yeah, I don't know, especially later, I guess, like in the scene that Corey was talking about, where it's right in front of the movie theater and they sit down to like have a chat or something, and he's pretty much just like cutting through everything, like calling her out on like, you know, where did you keep the kids? How did you do this and that? I don't know. He's a great actor, man. Like, he's really interesting in this role. Is that, is that what you're getting at, Josh? Kind of just him calling out the bullshit. Yeah, I love Evan Peters here. Well, did you like the the kick-ass reference they made? Yeah. Because you know Aaron Taylor Johnson, the guy who played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, was kick-ass, and Evan Peters played his nerdy best friend in Kick-Ass. So I thought that was funny. <sighs> it's so crazy, kind of what they're doing here in this like meta game um but they specifically mentioned like where did your accent go oh yeah where did your accent go and she asked him why his face changed and he asked her like how she did all this and i think there's like some really deep lore important stuff here maybe pk to your theory that someone is controlling her she talks about pre-hex she felt like this endless nothingness or something mm-hmm. well this kind of goes back to my like the whole Mephisto thing. Like I think it's not her brother because like he it's almost like he's trying to pry to get this information of like how are you doing this because like they're trying to figure out her motivations and and kind of some stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's just that's kind of just showing you know that she was in just pure like grief and and depression and that's why she either she started this on her own but she doesn't have any recollection of it or. She set herself up because she was being like she was very vulnerable, like vulnerable to being taken over by a higher power to like convince her to do something like this. I saw some potential storylines about what this could mean. I don't know if I should say them or not, but might have been they might have been some like testing going on by sword. And then like she kind of found out that she was they were like trying to build that hex for her for some reason. I don't really know why. But then she found out that vision was still alive in there. And then that's when she kind of broke him out. And then did her own little hex thing, and that's why they're trying to get back in there. I don't know. They think that that guy is pretty bad, which uh, I don't remember his name, the the leader of S.W.O.R.D., but they think that he was maybe doing some... If you look at Darcy's computer, it shows like medical files, and using medical files is usually very ominous, even if it's really bland, just saying medical files, but it's like a medical folder, so I don't know if that's maybe something of that going on, but she's in she's in something. Well, that kind of takes us into the Vision side story, where on her computer, they show that he's only, like, he's tracking Vision. Yeah, only, yep. And, like, I think 
they were trying to weaponize him or something. And that's why she broke in and broke him out. But can we make a quick note about that freaking commercial that they had in this one? And how dark it was? Holy shit. <laughs> Yo Magic Yogurt? <laughs> yeah. My God. It's like a like a claymation 90s, or probably a 2000 style commercial where trapped on an island. I'd say that did feel 90s, that commercial. Mm-hmm. I'll give it It that. did. It looked like Inside Out Boy, if you remember <laughs> him, Corey. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry, PK. No, you're good. But he's like trapped on a little island and he's like this shark comes up and gives him this yo magic he's so like weak and hungry that he can't open it and then just does this quick time lapse of day and night and he just slowly turns into like a skeleton and then it says like yo magic something that gives you life and then that kind of turns into vision on the outside of town seeing these real life people that they're basically like broken they're just like either stuck in a loop or they're just completely frozen. And I think it's because like she's using her magic on most of the people that are like right near her. Yeah, they're all suffered the uh, the terrible fate of becoming NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That uh, was a really powerful shot of, I think it was the like suburbanite wife putting up decorations and she had a tear running down her eye, her cheek. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if you're stuck in a loop of like just hanging up the lights on your house? Like that's one of my least favorite chores. And just to be, could I at least be stuck in a loop of like playing Fortnite match or something? Like like get me on the internet at least. (laughs) Still haven't taken my Christmas lights down. Yeah, I got, (laughs) can't imagine being stuck doing that forever. So Josh, like since you're, you're on the Wanda train, um, what did you think of, you know, the scene where Vision encounters Agnes in the car where she's like, it looks like she's trying to leave. What was your take on that? I think what they're trying to show us right now, at least, is that Agnes is another pawn and she's the NPC that's like just the main best character or she's like the main best friend in the TV show. I think there's room for her to be faking it here. But if she does, she does like a pretty good job. And ultimately, she like lets Vision uh, move on. You know what I mean? I got to wonder what her motivations would be to do that. If she's like super powerful, she could have probably thrown up some barriers, but she lets him go to the hex. And I don't know, Brett, I wanted to kick this to you. What happens when Vision leaves? Uh, Yeah, so he goes through, he tries to go through the hex and he just keeps kind of like, he's kind of dragging it along with him a little bit, but it's not letting him separate. And everyone's just kind of staring at him, and he's he's asking for help, right? Isn't he saying like somebody? I don't remember what happens. He's but saying like the he's people saying, need help, help the people inside. Help the people, yeah. So he's trying to get out. He's trying to, you know, he's almost completely overcome mind control that she has on him. Probably has completely overcome it, and he can't get through. One of the kids, the Wiccan kid, gets his powers and finds out he was there. And isn't that a cool moment though? Like, oh yeah, they've already highlighted the kid with super speed Uh, i think thomas tommy is the one that has the speed and it's really cool and he's taken up a lot of the screen time and the hijinks but here wiccan gets to like use his power to great effect too like just really cool character development if this is how they're gonna like develop mutant superpowers in this next iteration of the mcu it's pretty sweet i'm kind of on board you mean through the hex through the hex and then just the way the powers manifest themselves is just really cool i think 
uh, like what powers in the comics does Captain Monica Rambo go on to have? Like, is that is that something that happens? She went through the hex. We saw Kat Denning's character kind of get sucked into the hex at the very end. Is she? I don't think she becomes one, but at least not from just one going through one thing. But uh, PK, you know more about Photon than me, so well, I have no idea what her powers are. I'm not completely sure of what her actual powers are in the comics, but like I know it has to do with like light. I, th- I believe in in earlier when we were uh, talking about her, her medical scans, like they were saying that they were like blank and they were kind of all white. Like you could see like kind of like some black spaces on the side, like the blank oh, space of like whitewashing her. <clears throat> well, you know what I mean? Like there, it looks like her, her like silhouette was just completely white. And it was like, like basically like it was made of white. And I think uh, something I'll like say that. this in Marvel card trader, which is an app I have the cards of her. She's usually like stretching. So, so that could be. I think there's some there's some kind of Mister Fantastic shit going on with her powers as well. When I look at her her powers on Wikipedia, it's like energy absorption, generation, and manipulation, uh, ability to travel at speeds of light, uh, convert her body into any form of energy, uh, travel in the energy form through the vacuum of space, and then intangibility. I'm guessing that's probably what you're talking about. Maybe Hmm. she can must be it move her way. I can say that the name situation is pretty confusing because you guys are describing her as, I think, Photon, but I've seen her listed as Miss Marvel, which is what Captain Marvel used to be called back from what I remember her being in the comics. And that's also the name of a DC character. So there's like this. I've always had this huge confusion of characters with the name Marvel in their name. Miss Marvel is like Kamala Khan and she she has stretchy powers. Her first appearance was Captain Marvel, so you're right. I think you're right, PK. I'm getting mixed up with that Marvel. But um, Marvel. Yeah, Monica Rambo also mentions real quickly that she has an aerospace engineer friend that might be into looking yeah. into this, and she like texts somebody, and there's been a lot of rumors floating around the, who people think it's going to be, and they think it could be somehow the intro to the Fantastic Four, and oh. Reed Richards comes in, so nice. That could be very cool. That is awesome. I haven't heard that. Yeah. People think it's John Krasinski's just going to show up <laughs> as Reed Richards. Oh, my God. That would be pretty That cool. would be crazy. I've also heard someone say they think the Kree might be involved in all this controlling everything, but which would fit in with the sword. Only my last real note here, Pappy, is I want to ask you, just what do you think of the writing of this show? And then mm. this, like Brett called it, this two episode arc i'll just cheat you a little bit they both kind of end with uh you know one ends with wanda coming out of the hex and how that works and the other one ends with vision coming out of the hex and how that works and i don't know just i wanted to note that because i thought that was a pretty cool writing part but where do you stand right now well not just vision coming out of the hex it's like the hex is like expanding and it's turning people into like the second time we're gonna I'm gonna reference Tim Burton's live action Dumbo in a couple of podcasts, but it looks just like that. So I'm pretty excited that, that let's get ready to Dumbo. Yeah, as part of the MCU confirmed now. But I don't uh, I don't listen, in terms of the writing, like I said, everything inside of the hex I fucking love. I, I really love. And to a lesser extent the stuff outside of the hex, I really, really like, not really so much in terms of the parallels between these two episodes, but I think a constant through line of the whole show is something that I really haven't loved, or, or just like on a little bit lower of a tier for me, is like the head of Sword, that guy. Just from the fact that like, 
everything he's saying kind of makes a lot of sense to me that Scarlet Witch has this whole town held hostage and that she has been involved in some more of the shadier parts of the Avengers and that, you know, this is a legitimate emergency situation. And like, the only reason I know he's a bad guy is because like, he's mean to the other characters. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, there's, there's no real reason for me to know that he's bad, but I just know it in my soul that this is a bad guy. I don't know if that's great writing or not. That's a good point, man. Do you like him, Corey? How do you feel about Boss Swordman? Uh, it feels very <laughs> out of place to me. Um, I, I kind of feel the same way about Jimmy Woo to a lesser extent. Like, I kind of like Jimmy Woo, though. And like when people were saying that he should get his own X-Files show and that broke the internet oh, for yeah. a little bit, like uh, I was kind of on board with that. I like him. I just feel like he also seems somewhat out of place, especially in his one like action scene where I'm supposed to believe that he just like takes out a few soldiers because he's like that good. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. It's, maybe like mm. if he did a magic trick and distracted him and then Monica like <laughs> kicked their ass, like, that would be more suitable for his character. But that's a pretty minor thing, I think. But that he's complaint. an FBI. He's an FBI field agent. Those guys are pretty well trained, I'd imagine. Yeah, they tell us that, but he just is a goofball to me. <laughs> I did love. Uh, what's her name? Is it Cat Dennings in that scene? Yeah. Where she's like, "How come no one told me the plan?" Because they both like go instant like military mode, and she's just kind of like standing there awkwardly. She's great in the show. I'm glad she didn't participate. That that was that worked well, I think, <laughs> in, in her favor. Well, before we throw it to yes or no, a new section of spoilers. It's called oh. spoilers that didn't make the cut. So what I was going to say at the beginning of the episode that I rewrote was kidnapping kids from their beds isn't wrong. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Smart to bury that. I like it. <laughs> it's like the kids are buried. Pap, you mind going first for yes or no's tonight? Or should we do final I thoughts? I would love to. I don't know. It seems like yes or no time. I don't have any other. I, I'll, I'll incorporate my final thoughts into my yes Perfect. or no. But this is a still a hard yes for me. Uh, it, when you said we're halfway through the se- season, that was kind of, you know, eye-opening to me i guess that the last episodes or the last three are supposed to be an hour so maybe not like halfway through my content perspective but man this show is really kind of taken over the internet at this point it's definitely like the biggest show around like i just looked on the imdb and it's like the number one thing on imdb right now so i'm pretty sure that's like back-to-back shows from disney plus holding the mantle and they, they were just dominating theaters before this too which is just it's just crazy what a what a, you know a stranglehold they have on like the pop culture and the pop culture discourse but man they're doing a really good job with this show i've got absolutely no complaints the complaints that i had about the sword guy or whatever very very minor i'm interested to see what the show where the show goes i hope it doesn't get too inside baseball i hope it's still watchable for someone who's not you know into the comics or wasn't a big fan of x-men movies that came out 20 years ago uh to enjoy but i i am excited for what the show has to offer still so it's still hard yes for me pk i'm pretty sure you're gonna give some yeses but give your final thoughts here and then also my least favorite avenger (laughs) your least favorite avenger um i'll start with that because i guess i'm gonna keep it to the original mcu avengers from the first movie i'll I'll probably go with hawkeye because like (gasps) i don't know I think mm. I loved his scene in the opening of Avengers Endgame where his family got blipped away, but he's just kind of whatever. <laughs> it's like when he fights Black Panther in Civil War, he's like, hey, 
I'm Clint. I don't care. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in peace, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> but um, yes, for both episodes, obviously. I think the show is getting very interesting. It left on a, like a huge cliffhanger, episode six. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, I still think Agnes is a big part behind it, and like the whole Pietro might not be Pietro, and because even like Wiccan at the beginning, you know, he's got. He hadn't figured out his powers yet, but he was kind of like, he had a bad feeling about his uncle and he was sleeping on the couch. He was just kind of weirded out by him. So I think there's some to that too, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to go some cool places. I think Magneto, Ian McKellen might show up. So we'll see. So old. <laughs> In a wheelchair. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, yes for me. That'd be so awesome. I would love it. Screw you, Brett. It'd be dope. I'd like it. <laughs> I just what? said he's old, man. Why don't you go ahead? Oh, uh, yeah. So I guess my only other thought, Agnes's license plate. I don't know if you guys have seen about that. It's like a, a hex color code that stands for red or whatever. Plus her license plate. It's not like a normal New Jersey one. And I'd be surprised. I would actually like if you found out it was Massachusetts because she was at the Salem Witch Trials and everything like that. So mm. uh, She's a mass hole. Pretty much. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely yes. Like I said earlier, it's probably my. I mean, we get the most information here. There's a lot of real Marvel MCU action, which is awesome. But like, I was digging so much of the actual, like Pappy said, inside the hex is like just that's what makes a show unique. And I'm not, I'm never gonna complain about Marvel MCU because I love the MCU. Uh, I hope they keep making Marvel stuff in perpetuity till forever. So, but yeah, I, it does take a little bit of the hard away from me not having more in there but the halloween stuff was really cool so yes definitely yes for me can i say one more thing before you go josh that i should have said in mine but i forgot yeah like them making this show it's arguably even surpassed like the final couple seasons of game of thrones as like the most scrutinized show of like all time like literally like every frames of pause people are like Mm -hmm. inspecting things like like brett said like the license plate is a color coded head like that's that's got to be so much even pressure, you know what I mean, from a storytelling standpoint, knowing that every breadcrumb that you possibly lay will be analyzed from every possible 360 <laughs> angle. You know what I mean? It's it's intimidating, and they're doing a really good job with it, I think, so far. What a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Right. What a time to be a YouTube breakdown channel. Pe- <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, my God. There's so many. <laughs> hey, what up, YouTube? Smash that like button. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> I'll go first, and then I'll let Corey go last, actually, because he hasn't gone. But, uh, yeah, huge yes for this. I think, Pappy, you point out a lot of good things there. In the comics, there is a very similar-themed Halloween episode, I guess, or issue. And one gimmick they had in that was that three curious teens, they weren't, like, evil or anything. They were just curious. But they got turned from an evil spirit into like the monsters they were dressed up as for Halloween. (laughs) Like one of them is dressed up as a ghost. Like he's just got a sheet over his head, but this evil spirit turns him into an actual ghost that wants to kill vision. And it's kind of cool seeing like this teenager, like using his insubstantiation powers against vision using his, I don't know. (laughs) There's just like a really interesting thing from the old comic that I wanted to point out. I think that, one thing we didn't mention is episode six has one of the coolest shots of the series so far when vision flies up, up, way up. And you can see like the hex and the surrounding lights and they kind of yeah. 
dim out from the center. Some really cool stuff there. But big yes for these. Corey, I hope you don't mind going last. No, I don't mind going last. This is Corey. I'm going to give both episodes a yes, as I would give every episode of this so far a yes, because I love it. Uh, A couple things I want to say. One is that this most recent episode, six, gave us a, a new meme template, which is just great which is where the two soldiers are running and then they're overtaken by the hex and they turn into clowns. So that's been kind of around the internet. For example, it might say like a hot take on the soldiers that are running, like Ray is a Skywalker. And then like the hex takes them over and they're turned into a clown. So like, I I don't know. I think it's pretty great. My theory on this, I I think it's somewhat House of M-ish where House of M was there to eliminate uh, mutants from the books. This is there to create them or to create a multiverse. I might be leaning towards the multiverse, uh, but I think that's what this story is going to give us ultimately. We'll see if that plays out. Mm. But just just a yes. I mean, it's been said. It's a very good show. I like it a lot. And I like that we're now throwing around the word hex, which is uh, there was a time when that was what Wanda's powers were called, hex. I think they, they retconned that eventually, but there was a time. I think... Uh- Kat Denning's character actually coins that in the series too, which is pretty cute. Because she's evil. You'll all see. <laughs> she's Kit Fisto. <laughs> Kit Fisto. She's my fister. <laughs> I wanted to do a quick trivia here to see who will pass Whoa. to Spoiler Man, as per Um Before I do... We've been th- shockingly good in the trivia guesses so far across the two episodes. <laughs> Before That's I do a that, lot. though, Pap, do we have anything coming down the pipe, spoiler-wise, that people need to know about? Uh, you should know that we're in the, the thralls, if that's the right word, of honoring our Patreon requests. Thrall so, means slavery, right? <laughs> in uh, the thrall? No. <laughs> I don't know. We're in th- I'm enthralled by all of the picks that you've done so far. Yes, plus, next movie game, Hedwig and the Angry, Angry Inch, uh, or yeah, Inch, not Itch, uh, great movie watch that before we podcast it uh trust me you'll be able to sing along at that point but yeah just look out for more patreon episodes and if you want to be a patron it's uh patreon.com forward slash podcast spoilers uh and then you can request a movie for us to do for next to nothing it's great any slash will work anyway that's not true (laughs) (laughs) i'm not supposed to discuss uh what movies have been uh, selected because I get beeped out for that, but I will say, PK, I know for a fact one of your favorite movies uh, was just requested, and we'll be spoiling it very soon. Ooh. That's a tease. Will you tell me after we hang out? Yes. Cool. Was it from Brother Brian? No. Okay. Is it a 90s movie with a lot of d- yes. uh <laughs> It's George Lucas's <laughs> and Steven Spielberg's <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to wait. Let's get to Wandavision trivia to take us out here. I'm getting this from Fascinate.com. Hawkeye's biggest weakness may be that he can only carry so many arrows at a time. Top comic book investigators have concluded that Hawkeye's quiver, you know, by looking cell by cell in the comics, can hold no more than this many arrows at once. Corey, you went last in yes or no, so why don't you go first? 32. Toss it away, buddy. You got it. Wait, what? That's (laughs) right, too. How do you know that? You know that? (laughs) 
Everyone knows that. People at Shades. Are you a top <laughs> comic book investigator? <laughs> what the fuck just I, happened? I actually wrote that article, so <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> was I really right? Yes. Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have right, been right. I would have said 12 or some shit. Something real stupid. <laughs> would have overcompensated for last time and guessed in the f- dozens of thousands because I was way too low on Marvel cake. 32 is the correct answer, Corey. Um, well done, sir. That's impressive. You are a top comic book investigator. Please toss it away to our main Matt. All right. Take it away, spoiler man. Spoiler man here. Please consider going to patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Special thank you to our patrons, Nick. Stop lying to me! Brother Brian. Let me Matthias. What is outside of Westfield? Druid King. You don't get to make that choice for me, Wonder. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Well, I was watching one of those Easter egg things, and this goes for what Corey said. There's a, a shot of. Uh, Quicksilver when he's just standing there and he's got a tattoo that you can see half a letter and then OM and then people have said you know it's either like a joke to like mom or they think it could say uh, actually say HOM which is a easter egg to house of M because you can only see you can only see a little bit of the first letter so you know people are supposed to think it says mom as to be joke but you know they never do anything on accident pretty much so they think that that might have been a reference to the House of M storyline, which is what you think we're kind of getting into. So, And he also had an ankle tattoo that said, my fisty. That was spoilers.